Hello and welcome to Sharp Tech. I'm Andrew Sharp, and this is a free preview of today's episode. Jump in if I'm going too long, but there's a, no, there's no, a no. lot to talk I, about I, here. I'm letting you cook. You were the one there, and that makes you pretty unique. I was very jealous of you. And just to frame Ben's reaction, in addition to his post on Stratechery this week, there was a flurry of WhatsApp messages I received Monday night as Ben tried this and then immediately reacted. I believe holy shit was thrown around <laughs> and that was just the general hey, this is a family safe podcast. Here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, so I have been loving you on a cloud nine here with some of this stuff. So take it wherever you want to go. Well, so the, the, the other bit that I didn't even really think about actually until today is the user interaction model for Apple's headset is incredible. It's insane. So it it tracks your eyes. And so as you move around, you look at different elements on the screen. So I'm looking at my Mac right now, right? I can see all the different menu icons. I can see the little, like, the stoplights up in the corner to like for Windows control. What you mm-hmm. would do is as you look at it, it will highlight, and then you just literally just touch your fingers together. And you don't need to reach out. You don't do anything. You're just sitting there with your hands in your lap. And you just touch your fingers because there's like downward facing cameras in the thing. And it will activate that sort of thing. And what's incredible is it can be as small as a stoplight. Like the accuracy is incredible. And the hardest wow. thing, it's just adjusting to trusting it. That like you're, you kind of like want to move your head. It's like, no, you literally just move your eyeballs. You look at what you want to interface with. And you touch your fingers together and it's it, it works really well. It makes a ton of sense. At the same time, the reality is now that I think about it, I spent 25 minutes not moving. I did mm. get up at one point to like interact with something that was one of the final sort of dinosaur experience. So I can talk about it in a moment. But when you look at the demos, there's <laughs> a bunch of people. Experience. They showed people like packing a suitcase and stuff like that. The reality is every experience is people just sitting there. Yeah. And so, which, again, it makes sense for these use cases is the productivity and then this sort of entertainment sort of consumption video bit, which you should talk more yeah, in a little we'll bit. Yeah, we'll get to the, the use cases are what's most interesting to me. But continue. It's hard to see this being a great gaming platform, to be totally honest. It, do, it doesn't it, – because – the that you I mean someone's gonna come up with something very clever using the eyesight thing, but mm-hmm. the, they were mocking uh, in the in the keynote like the Quest having controllers. If you want to play a game, you need controllers, right? And so this is another aspect, and also like now this was prototype hardware, so it, it I couldn't get a very good fit, and if I move my head too much, it would kind of jump out of place. Uh, okay. So, but that's you can't judge that because that's they'll probably sort of fix that and and, and accommodate that, but. There is a bit where it's hard to envision wearing this and you have this battery pack with this cord and you're like moving around, you know, doing like Beat Saber or like playing a game or something <laughs> like that. Whereas the Quest, it's just a self-contained unit. It's on your head and you, like it, it, it feels much more sort of stable in that regard. And again, it's, it's just really interesting to me how completely distinct these categories are. And I think Apple absolutely nailed what they were going for. And right. And it's interesting because we we talked on the last episode about how stupid Facebook looked with pre-announcing it, and I stand by that. They looked very stupid. But there is a bit where the more I thought about it, I do actually think they're just totally different products, and it's it's good for the world. I think both exist. Would Apple have shipped this this year if Facebook wasn't shipping? Probably not. And so there's a bit where, you know, pushing each other. I think we're actually in a good place, and it makes me more optimistic about VR sort of generally. 
Good. Okay. Well, I feel better as a Zuckhead here. Um, it's been a tough couple of days for our guy, but hopefully Meta can bounce back somewhere down the line. Yeah, there's a bad one of the, the the Apple slide that cracked me up more than anything else was when they were talking about the battery life, and they said the external battery supports up to two hours of use and all day use when plugged in. And whoever wrote that copy deserves a raise. That's incredible spin. Um, All day use battery life. In. That really is. That, <laughs> yeah. that is great. Yeah. It's, I actually think like it, it, I think it will work better than the Quest in that regard too. The Quest of like plug in a cord to your headset, right? This because yeah. obviously there's a cord always there, but that means it's sort of ergonomically designed for a cord. And so then your battery pack can sort of extend to somewhere and then you sort of plug it in. Um, but, but yeah, the, the, you know, they had to do that again because they have so much processing. Like, I thought their headset well, yeah, would be if, lighter if, than if the Quest. If that's the trade-off for performance, it makes sense. The one thing that I find interesting is one of the use cases that you threw out earlier and has been thrown out over the last day or so among Apple heads is putting it on a plane and, and using the headset on long flights and stuff. But if all you have is two hours battery life, you need it. You better be able to charge it with like the USB port or whatever. Most planes yeah, have no, it's, that. It's, but... it's just a, yeah, it's just a USB connection. That's exactly what it okay. is. Okay. So uh, I don't know if – actually, I, I doubt – but I doubt the USB port on a plane will be powerful enough. That's what I was wondering, yeah, because they're sometimes – Well, the funniest thing about the plane, the plane bit in the keynote is there is this uh, woman with a $3,500 headset sitting in the back of the plane in a middle seat. <laughs> My guess is if you could get a $3,500 headset, you can at least get priority boarding so you get like an aisle seat. Uh, but, you know, it's supposed to be the absolute sort of worst, worst spot. As someone who has flown in the back in the middle many, many times in my life, including mm. across the Pacific, uh, that's not a choice you make if you have any of the means to avoid it. <laughs> well, I, I appreciated that they listened to you explaining the history of iPad pricing and decided they were going to zag. That's right. And they make they it did surprise. They surprised more expensive yeah. than anyone was expecting. Um, David asked, does it weigh more or less than the MetaQuest 2? I need to know for a bet I have. Did they let anyone check the weight? David, do you have a sense? David's job to do research right now. I just literally, <laughs> I literally walked in off the road, straight to start podcasting. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure they've listed the weight somewhere. Hit me with the takes. That's what we're here no, for, but, but David. You're on your own. I was surprised. I expected it to be lighter because no battery, right? It's mm -hmm. in, in sensation. It was not lighter. Actually, I thought it was pretty heavy. It was surprisingly heavy. And once you were using it, you did forget about it. But I would say, by and large, I thought the Quest was more comfortable. But again, this might I, I probably didn't have the straps like adjusted quite right i have a very large head which gives me a lot mm. of problems so i actually <laughs> me too yeah nothing wrong with that <laughs> it, yeah so i never quite got the fit right but it was sufficiently good that well using it, i totally forgot about it um but okay. then when i fair enough so well okay so let's talk productivity and consumption the two branches of use cases here how will this headset be useful for productivity let's start there i would absolutely buy one and use it right now to work all right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive every episode of this show, you can do so by subscribing to Stratechery Plus. That'll give you access to every Sharp Tech episode, all of our Sharp China episodes, the Dithering Podcast with Ben and John Gruber, daily analysis of the tech business from Ben, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come. If you'd like to become a subscriber, click the link in your show notes to get access to the entire Stratechery universe.